Welcome, travelers, to the Rule of Cool podcast, a 5th edition Dungeons & Dragons actual play podcast that's occasionally appropriate and frequently distracted. In the last episode, our adventurers bonded over drinks while others were left recovering from the dead status effect. The next morning, after heading downstairs, the group has a heartwarming reunion with the Kanku family. With renewed purpose in life, Chadwick and the gang meet up with Udigal to head to Mercer. Without any further ado, I now present the Rule of Cool. This is the Rule of Cool, an occasionally inappropriate, frequently distracted D&D 5e actual play podcast. I am Sarah, your mundane DM. Hmm. Tonight, the boys are going to introduce themselves by saying subs or dubs. Mm. Hi, my name is Jay. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just, I'm passionate about this. Sarah. I know. <laughs> It's Hi. also a callback to an older episode. Yes, you, we talked about this the other day. Yep. Hi, my name is Jason. Uh, I play Vaughn, the half-elf wild mage sorcerer, and um, the correct answer to this is dubs. I'll fucking cut you. I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> if I wanted to read something, I would just read it. But for real, like, it's nice to put, have the dubs so that I can, like, actually go do something else and during a fight, like, watch, and then when they're just talking, do anything else, but... So you're just a millennial with a poor attention span and therefore prefer uh, quantity over quality. <laughs> I, I'm not going to get anything better out of a Japanese guy screaming than I will for an American screaming. Okay. You could get their uh, lips matching up to the words they're saying. I just heard a police siren. Yeah, that's me. Mm-hmm. Um, but Jason, you're wrong. No. False. This is not Fight GIF me. or JIF. There is a right answer. I know, JIF. And I mean, Duff. there's also a right answer to that one, as the man who made them has come out on that topic. But well, He's an idiot. <laughs> so we need to find the guy who made dubs and see what his stance is on this. Hey, guess what just popped up on my screen? Restart now. Are you kidding me, Alex? Hey, Alex, can you record your piece first, and then we'll get the rest of them after you while you restart? Yeah. Is there not a delay for four hours? There's a new one, and it says restart within the two-hour deadline. Okay. Oh, oh, you're not on a work laptop, but if you were, the, I know what you're talking about. I am okay. on the work laptop. <laughs> I mean, okay, Alex, I'm not. Please, please just tell us just who you are, video. who you okay. play, and, and restart your computer. So, if you couldn't obviously tell already, my name's Alex. I play Reese, the lizard folk barbarian, and it is subtitles for sure. Jason is a horrible person, and I will hate him forever. I will take my dub titles over your subtitles <laughs> any day. Okay, here's the thing though if you go with dub, you lose a lot of content in prude U.S. Uh, editing, like um, Sailor Uranus and Neptune being cousins instead of lovers, and there being multiple gay characters in Sailor Moon that all just become women because we can't have gay characters in Sailor Moon. You know, that's what you get with the that's what you get with the dub. That's not the dub's fault, though. That's, uh, that's, um, the, uh, what is the word? Alex, please restart your computer. Okay, I still had more things to chime in, but I'll, okay, I'll restart my computer. <laughs> I was, no, I would chime about this for hours, so. Okay, just restart your computer, please. <laughs> Will do. We don't, we don't have hours. I might be back. <laughs> cool. <laughs> I guess if you two want to get your eyes I think this yeah, is the first go. question where it is in order of people who are the most passionate about it to least <laughs> passionate. Jordan, are you are you passionate about this or not? 
Kind of, actually. I'm just okay, waiting well, for Jordan you... to come out like, Ome wa mo shinderu. Hey guys, it's Jordan and I play the High Elf Rogue, Sexy Peleus. And if I were to choose between subs or dubs, I, I, I'm going to have to go with dubs because reading is hard. My boy. You know what? As your DM, I'm flipping my one-sided coin and you're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, hi everyone. This is Adam. I play Chadwick, the Cleric of Light. <sighs> on this topic, I don't have a super, you know, like, super care about it. However, I do think it depends upon the medium in which I personally first saw this. If it was like Pokemon, I could never imagine watching that subbed, ever. It it has to be dubbed. Uh, you know, kind of the same thing with Dragon Ball Z. It could never be subtitled, because I've only ever seen it, it dubbed, and it would just be freaking weird. However, if somebody were to introduce me to something, and they have in the past, and had me watch it, I would probably prefer to watch it subtitled. Oh, listen to Mr. Reasonable Middle of the Road. It depends on context <laughs> person over here. I, can, I cannot think of a single thing that I have seen that was subtitled in Japanese. Um, I'm trying to think. Actually, no, I, I remember watching Gantz, uh, and that was weird. Like... I can only find it in uh, with subtitles. Like it was okay, but I didn't get anything interesting out of hearing it in the original Japanese that I couldn't get out of it being in English. The last season of Sailor Moon was never released in the U.S., so there is no dub. There's only sub. I would love to find like communities that like poorly do dubs. Yes. I think that would be great. Oh, or like, like actually. My favorite, one of my favorite things is like Team Four Star and them going over and doing parodies and recaps of Dragon Ball Z and Yu-Gi-Oh and all those other, uh, all those other channels. I did go through a phase where when I was fluent in Spanish and I wanted to keep up practicing, I would watch um, subbed in Spanish because there's no, there's not a lot of dub for Spanish, um, or there wasn't back then because that was like ten years ago. So hang on, you're talking about you're talking about Japanese audio, yeah, with, with Spanish, Spanish subtitles, subtitles. so okay. that I could keep up my Spanish proficiency. Now you're watching things that you're familiar with, though, right? No, this would be like the first time I ever you're... watched Bleach. Okay, I was Jump. fluent. I no, like <laughs> I was native fluent in Spanish for a couple of years, and then I like cold turkey stopped practicing. <laughs> hey, Alex, oh, we're back. We're back. By the way, I recorded my tirade about subs and dubs to myself. <laughs> yes. Yeah, he, he rejoins the call. And that is why I prefer, prefer <laughs> subs over dubs. Hold on. I feel like it's important for Alex to know where we stood. Jordan is dubs and I'm middle of the road. It depends on context. I will kill you all. <laughs> no, Adams was very reasonable. Adams was like the stuff that he grew up like Pokemon and everything. It's hard to do subs. But, like, he sees the benefit of subs and... Yeah, like, if anybody were to come to me with, like, a new anime and be like, hey, watch this, I would I would be like, is there a sub? Oh, actually, to be fair, I'm not a big... I don't care about subs in anime so much because that stuff is recorded later anyway. You're not missing out on an actor's performance or anything. Yeah. Live action movies, if you watch dub, I'll kill you. I... <laughs> <laughs> I prefer the, the Dragon Ball Z live action movie. Um, that movie sucked. Jason, it's not a movie. I didn't even know there was one. So it is not that long of a walk up to the house because, again, this is a city dwelling. So you get to the front door very quickly. The door opens upon your entering and you see your family's trusted butler. His name is Deckel. Chad, you know, his full name is Himes Deckel, but he goes by his last name, Deckel. And he opens the door. You see um, a drow. He emerges from the shadows and after a brief once over recognizes you, Chad, even though it's been a few years. He has not aged over the years you've been gone. His face is um, still chiseled and impassive, as you remember. He has obsidian skin that shines with a blue tint where the light reflects off of the angles and planes. 
His hair is the white of the absence of color, but thick enough that his skin doesn't show through it from the scalp. It's been cut to stop at the collar and the back, but the front in front of his ears, it would hang down past his um, chest towards his hips if he didn't wear it clipped back in a loose ponytail. He holds his hair back with an ornate clip, one of many that you know have been gifted to him by the women of the Blackenthorpe household over the decades that he's been serving there. He's been serving there since your grandparents' generation. He has pristine posture, but he doesn't carry himself stiffly, and his movements are lithe and graceful, allowing him to navigate the older house without hitting any of the squeaky floorboards, as you remember. That is, of course, if he would allow such things to exist. If memory serves you, he runs a very tight, clean, up-to-snuff household. He smiles politely at you, displaying white teeth that uh, look unnaturally bright in his dark mouth, and says, uh, Oh, young master, welcome, welcome back. We were not expecting you. Um, really quick, did I, so wait, did he open the door before we got there? Did one of us knock or, okay. He saw you guys approaching and opened the door as you reached the threshold. Okay. And I'm, he can say that, but I am not, I did not stop. Like I walked in, like I still own the place. Probably like patted him on the shoulder. and I was like, Deckle, it's been a while. Yeah. He gives a polite bow as you enter. There is a housemaid that you do not recognize, um, also waiting for you, holding out a pair of satin slippers. If you each would like to put on the satin slippers. I cast press digitation on Reese's feet as we walk in. Okay. I will make sure to not do that and just head straight towards the kitchen to get a little bit of, like, maybe an apple or something. Okay, so you don't take the slippers? No. There's a footman who also says, uh, can I take your bags? Um, anything, uh, sir? Nope, I'm good, thanks. Lord? Do they offer slippers to everyone? Yeah, so there are four housemaids, each with uh, a pair of slippers that they can offer you, and a couple footmen. I think Reese is definitely taking some slippers, slippers yeah. Yes. Yeah, Even so though you... he's giant clawed feet. Yep, and um, there are a couple footmen saying, uh, we can take your bags, your... Weapons, coats, shoes, anything? Reese kind of like cradles his maul like it's a baby and like looks scared like don't take it from me. No, no, we we would never start. We, you know, we just offer to uh, clean, tidy things, sharpen things, uh, wash things, uh, dust things. You know, you've been traveling. Uh, If you wanted, uh, we could take care of things for you. Oh, like, okay, it's covered in blood? Yeah. I go, yeah, okay. Do you also give them your bag with your snake person and couple of goats? <laughs> mm, yeah, sure, but I keep Doug. Yeah, you can keep Doug, that's fine. I'm going to, uh, I'll, I'll give them my quarter staff. Okay. And say, yes, please take care of this. Yeah, they take, they'll take anything you're wanting to hand over. If you switch out your shoes for a pair of satin slippers, they all shine them and, you know, get get any mud off of them. I don't even know what kind of shoes I'm wearing. Yeah, I'm making you make hard character choices tonight. <laughs> I thought you were wearing sandals with socks. That was that was me in in the in corporate hell. Paleus, do you hand over anything? I'll hand over all my weapons, but I'm gonna keep one of my daggers. Okay, just in case. Do you hand over your bag and your um, shoes? I'll keep my bag, but I'm going to swap the shoes. Okay. Um, you can do that. Yeah, and then Chad, you said you were heading towards the kitchen to get an apple. What I feel like if they're all stopping to get, like, to change their shoes, I'll, like, have just, like, walked in, gotten an apple, and I'll be, like, back in the foyer, like, come on, guys. Let's go. Hey, did you get an apple without giving me any food? They can, they'll bring you some if you want. There's a decorative fruit platter sitting on one of the side tables in here. Um, As every good Victorian-era historian knows, 
Uh, fruit is, of course, a symbol of a welcoming household. Um, so they have fresh fruit on one of the entry tables at all times. So there would be an apple in there. Okay, Reese will take the fruit. Okay, you can have the fruit bowl. <laughs> it's a it's a nice, somewhat delicate fruit bowl. Um, I'll just be like, uh, Deckel, where's my mom? Because uh, she's uh up in her um day parlor. All off right, of thank the breakfast you. Room. And I'll head up there. Yeah, so you go up the stairs. You know the top floor, of course, is the attic and where a lot of the servants live. The first floor is a lot of the formal rooms, um, has the formal parlors, has the ballroom, and has the dining room. You know, there's a basement level that has the kitchens and um, storage cellar where all the wine is stored. The second floor is where you would put a lot of house guests. It also has the portrait gallery and your father's office. The third floor would be where the family resides. So that would be where your mother's room is, where her personal uh, breakfast parlor would be, and where her sitting parlor is, as well as your rooms. The nursery would also be on this floor, but on the opposite end of where um, your parents' rooms would be. So you can head to your mother. Yep, straight there. So you head in. Oh wait, are we all going with him? Because it's like, isn't it weird to meet your mom with your friends or not? I don't really care. I haven't asked what you guys are doing. I'm just—I assumed you were following me. If you are, you are. If you're not, you're not. I assume we're yeah, just trailing I... along like idiots. Just so you know, the way I'm like trying to play this is like this is my house. I'm kind of like pretending like I never left, and I'm like back into my old habits of like kind of how I treated them. Being a dick. Yep. I'm I'm slowly trailing behind just like looking around at all of the things that are in the house, but but I am following. Yeah, you as you're looking around, you definitely see some nice molded plaster work, beautifully carved wooden baseboards, Trump Floy wallpaper, just in general, older but very well cared for furniture. They're not necessarily up and trendy because this is an old respectable family um so even if stuff doesn't look you know like the newest stuff it's definitely old well-made and uh worth a lot so you guys follow him up the main staircase and up the secondary staircase to picture the staircase you have a uh, freestanding large grand staircase going up and then um, on the second floor, you have two smaller staircases bracketing the grand staircase. The grand staircase would be uh, freestanding. The secondary stand- staircases would not be. In case there's an earth. I don't know why I'm including that detail. <laughs> why do you even know that? <laughs> I, I used to be a tour guide at a Victorian mansion for years. Okay. That makes more sense now. I was going to say, you know a lot about these houses. Uh, yes. I I was a tour guide at a Victorian mansion and have, you know, volunteered at other Victorian mansions as well. The only thing I think I am not doing necessarily too standard in this house is that the nursery wouldn't have been on the same floor. But I mean... There's only so much room in this townhouse. <laughs> yeah, just go crazy with it, Sarah. Put that nursery on the same floor as the portrait gallery or whatever. No, the portrait gallery is on the second floor. <laughs> All right. So you guys walk in. Your mother is exactly where oh, Deckelson said Wait, she on. would be. I will say I will. I've been walking through the house with purpose this whole time. I will get to the door and kind of, like, pause for a second. And probably, like, I don't know, if my hair's all, like, disheveled or something like that, I'll try to, like, I don't know, like, not, like, primp myself, but take just a hot second to, like, maybe make myself, my appearance just a little bit better than it normally is. Do a persuasion check. Persuasion. I think that's the best way to interpret this. 
Like, and I don't mean like, I don't mean like I'm actually like doing anything. Yeah, it's just yeah. more like a nervous thing. Like I got to the door and like, yeah. I'm almost losing my nerve. Yeah. So I'm like persuade persuasion. I think is the best way to interpret that. You're trying to just pull yourself together and present a calm, put together front. What is a 21? Yeah. You fall back into your old habits pretty easily. You're good at straightening yourself up a little bit before you have to go talk to your parents after uh something you've done that maybe you get scolded for etc okay so then like after that hot second i'll open the door and walk in with purpose with with my purpose back yep sitting in a pale blue chair um in front of a small table is lady beatrice your mother She's thin with tissue paper skin that has rarely seen the sun recently, showing off um, her veins prominently. Her hair, once fastidiously dyed and styled, is wrapped up in an emerald green turban. But you can see wisps of the hair escaping at the back, and it is now a natural gray color. Um, The turban's held in place by a large onyx pin that matches the rest of her jewelry around her neck, ears, and wrists. The only item not matching is her large canary yellow diamond ring set among an oval of small match seed pearls. You know the ring, of course. It's the symbol of the Blackenthorpe bride. One day should you marry, assuming that you've reconciled and um, retain your inheritance, your bride would get this ring as a status of her place among society. Um, Your mother's wearing a simple loose gray shift dress with a heavy royal purple velvet um, robe pooling around her feet and cinched at her waist, hiding her slight frame in the folds of the lush material. Upon seeing you, she lights up somewhat. Her face gets a little bit more animated than the dull um, visage you saw upon walking in, and she motions for her companion, who was sitting in the corner. She motions for her faintly, with a limp hand and a wrist weighted down by the jewelry adorning adorning it. Her companion squeaks, shuffles over, head bowed, removes a small bottle from a drawstring pouch, and hands it to your mother. Your mother removes the stopper, presses the bottle to her lips, takes a sip of the liquid inside, grimaces, closes her eyes, And then you notice her whole body relax. She sighs, opens her eyes again, focuses on you, and um, addresses you for the first time. And says, uh, Oh, Chadwick, there you are. Your your father said you were about somewhere. Come, sit, sit. uh, Did I I tell you about the Baroness Haig? And uh, she pats the sede next to her um, for you to sit. So, first... Just as a, so I know, you said, you said Blackenthorpe twice now? No, so Blackenthorpe is the title. Your family's last name is Darrow, but your parents are the Marquess and Marquess of Blackenthorpe. Blackenthorpe I know that. being their title, yeah. So she asked me if I'd heard, if she talked about some whatever person. Nope. Just like you didn't tell me I could come back here. Just like you didn't tell me that you were taking care of my kid. Just like you didn't tell me a whole lot of things. Well, you have a lot of catching up to do on the rumor mill. Her child is three years old last week, but her husband is dead four years. Quite put your little timing issue in perspective, one would say. If she can claim a 12-month pregnancy as the sign of a child blessed by the 12, then surely nobody cares about your scandal anymore. Now that you're back, you can uh, you can get married, and we can get darling little Liam recognized retroactively, of course, and everything will be fine. I'm, like, <laughs> I don't really know what to say to that. That's me out of character, FYI. Yeah. She takes another <laughs> she takes another sip from the little vial that her um companion had passed her. Uh, hello, Mrs. Chadwick. Oh, where are my manners? Where are my manners, Chadwick? You should introduce me to your friends. Hello, everyone. Uh, can I offer you tea? Can I offer you a beverage or uh, refreshments of some sort? No. Little darling, hi. 
No, I think more what we need are answers. Like, but how you... long has it been okay that I could come back here and nobody decided to tell me? Chadwick, I know you've been out of polite society for a little while, but surely you know you should be introducing your little playmates to your mother. Mom, they're not my playmates. And trust me, it's okay. They're not part of polite society either, so they wouldn't even know the difference. I need the answers. <laughs> I'm just gonna like kind of stare like blankly, like at this all this going back and forth. Yeah, just ping ponging your head back yeah. and forth. Because honestly, I don't know what has you so out of sorts. How about the fact that I, I was you kicked me out of the city. I was not supposed to come back. You that sent was me your off to the father. Cl- that was your father, dear. You know how his temper is. Right, and and supposedly you guys, quote, tried to find me, except you didn't really do a good job. Except that all along you really knew where I was, because Udegold knew exactly where to come and find me. So, explain to me how somebody couldn't tell me that I could come back here well before today. Well, I sent letters to Yenward, darling, but uh, he told us you were just having the time of your life in your new little guild. And you just trust someone that you've never met? How about hearing from your own son? You didn't care enough about me to hear from me? Well, I mean, we were busy with other stuff, darling. I mean, you left a child. We had to take care of him. Oh, that's right. I left a child. You you and Dad didn't force me out of the city. And therefore, denying me the ability to see my child, I left him. I forget how that worked. Man. Chatty. It's little chatty. It's... It's, it's all in the past. If you can just put it behind you, we're all here together now, darling. It'll be fine. We just have to find the little angel, yeah, and then you can get married, and then it'll. Well, that's it'll the be thing. Fine. Are we all here together? Because as far as I know, Liam's not here. Oh, by the way, that's something new I've learned yesterday. I have my kid's name is Liam. He's a boy. I didn't know that. Thanks for all that information. Your father said he was taking care of all of that, darling. Why I'm didn't sure you follow up with somewhere. Dan? Uh, you know me. I've never been one for, uh, you know, serious action. That's your father's purview, darling. I, I'm, you know, just, I'm more of a butterfly. He's more of a wasp. Well, maybe you need to be a bit more like a wasp every once in a while, Mom. Yeah, you I tell sh- a little chatty. She takes another <laughs> sip out of the bottle, and uh, her eyes are growing less and less focused. Yeah, you're a strong woman. I don't know why you uh, always let him lead everything. Uh, are you sick? <clears throat> well, uh, the doctor said it was just a, uh, just you know, uh, just a just a little a little mental malady and that uh it'll be fine it's just the stress is recently you know your father's been a little more distant than normal i don't think he's quite as okay with everything as i am but i mean how can you not be okay once you see the little darling with those pinchable cheeks and, you know, he had hair straight out of the womb. That causes heartburn, you know, that poor girl. But motherhood has definitely settled her. And your father even allowed them to stay here. Isn't that isn't that just so compromising of him? Yeah, I guess. No, I mean, and no, I wouldn't know any of those things because, you know, I haven't been here. Well, you're here now. So, yeah, they're uh, not. The only reason I'm here is because they're not. Well, I don't know what you expect me to do about it, darling. Well, I came to you to get some information. I'm so, sorry you're sick and not feeling well. Uh, your father may be more helpful. I believe he's in his study. Um, but if you... If you want, you can go get some rest. I'll make sure Cook fixes you up your favorite food, and I'm sure your father will be just as happy that you're back, darling. Can I roll um, an insight check to make sure that I, like, she was telling the truth about her sickness? Yeah. You don't want to roll insight to see if your mom's acting weird, or no? 
I mean, I feel like I would know. <laughs> no, no, I feel like I would know if she was acting weird. Yeah. Like, I just want, don't know about her sickness. Yeah, right. Oh, okay. It's hard, though, because, like, you've never met your mom before, technically. Right. So you're like, yeah. this is her, I think? Okay, well, altogether, that's an eight, except I don't think that my plus seven really helps me out when you roll a one. <laughs> um, I'm not going to penalize you for the natural one. With that eight, you know, your mother was kind of a strong woman in your memory, but she's also never really faced any hardships in her life. Her life has been very easy. So it's very believable that um, when faced with some stressors or years of stressors, first, um, your dad throwing you out and her, you know, just siding with him and then feeling guilty about it a little bit. And then having a child in the house as she's getting a little bit older and then having that child and the mother abducted, even for a strong woman. That's probably frayed her nerves enough that um, you've been around other women that have uh, just anxieties and, you know, a very, very common to just lightly medicate away anxieties, uh, stress. Um, It does make you. Yeah, it does make you a little vacant. It does. um disassociate you a little bit from reality okay um i'll probably give her a kiss on her forehead and tell her i'm happy to see her and then leave you look great darling the years have been very kind to you i know and then i'll leave her and go i guess find my dad yep so similar to how your mother has her own sitting room and parlor. Your dad has his own study, very cliche study with uh, darker colors, heavy woods, bookcases filled with books that he's maybe never read, but that look very impressive. You, The door to his study is currently closed, um, which is normally a good sign that he's in there. Okay. Um, so standing outside again, um, this time a little bit of a different tactic. Rather than nervousness, I take a deep breath and I try to see if I can hear anyone talking inside. Roll perception. 14. You hear the familiar scratching of a pen on paper. You don't hear him really talking. Probably not anybody in the room with him. Okay. So Reese is going to tap Chadwick on the shoulder while he's listening. Mm-hmm. I'll turn. A like... Is that, was that your mom? Yeah. She seemed like a, I don't know, like really nice, but weird. It's a little weirder since when I was last here. Is she okay? I don't know that she's ever really been okay. Also, where's your fucking baby? That's what we're trying to find out. <laughs> I'll turn back to the door. <sighs> I'm going to do just a real quick prayer to doll to ask him for some guidance here. I'm doing the right thing and that like he helps me do the right thing and all of this that's upcoming because I feel like this is going to be a showdown with my dad. Roll religion. 18. 18? You just keep thinking back to that vision you had last night mm-hmm. and you know that you need to keep moving forward and your dad's the only thing you can think of that you know that could help you, um, especially since you did not take your friends up on their assistance right so it's either your dad or accept the help of the round earth truthers and and so i've been doing all of this i have been trying to figure out exactly how i'm going to play this out i don't know if i'm going to try to intimidate my dad because i'm mad at him (laughs) you do remember that your dad (laughs) does carry himself with the weight and authority of um, the second highest title a um lord can have no and i know that i wouldn't expect me to be uh to for chad to be successful in his intimidation but i feel like that would be the possible route he might go um but just just so you have a little bit more to go on than you did with your mother i'm gonna not knock i'm just gonna open the door and walk in 
Hello everyone, this is Jason. I just wanted to take a quick break from the podcast to say, thanks for listening. If you have any questions for the cast or about anything in general, you can find us on Twitter at RuleOfCoolCast or send an email to theruleofcoolpodcast at gmail.com. If you'd like to be featured on this podcast, you can also contact us on Twitter or by email. Today, we'd like to give a special thanks to Intactus on Twitter. This week, The Rule of Cool is sponsored by Corbin Dallas Taxi Service. Our intro, outro, and interstitial music is the song Orchids by Ubred Raptors. You can find their music wherever fine music is sold or at their website, ubredraptors.com. And with that, we'll get back to the podcast. in sitting at the desk is your father lord manfrew the marquess he has the same coloring that you do but his hair is sprinkled with uh, salt and pepper age hasn't really touched him much since you've last seen him his face is nicely angled and while no excess fat hangs on his body neither does he carry unnecessary muscle Um, he's built like a man who spares enough time for his health to ensure a long life but not so much time as to cross into the range of an idle hobby. He has a strong jawline traced with a disciplined beard and mustache that is uh, long enough to fully fill the area on his face, but not so long as to capture stray food. His hair is shaved short on the sides and tidily on the top. He carries himself with the importance of his title and the comfort of his age in that title. So it's not a heavy weight that weighs down on his shoulder, but a familiar weight that he has come to internalize as an identity. He's wearing a pinstripe uh, bespoken suit and satin slippers um, that could pass his dress shoes if you weren't looking too closely. He's sitting, not at the desk actually, but in front of a small fireplace um, in a chair that is designed for proper posture over relaxed reading and is scribbling um, notes into a small ledger. Upon seeing you enter, he, without really missing a beat, turns towards you fully, notices Udagold off to your side, and says, uh, Report. Udagold um, looks between the two of you and he goes, uh, well, sir, uh, as you can see, uh, I've uh, brought back um, some help uh, to try to find uh, to try to find Liam, and uh, haven't found him yet. But uh, Chatty here was thinking that uh, you know maybe he could find some clues we hadn't found because he's you know he's got some friends and they know magic and well and. Um, your father cuts him off and he says, fine. Yes, I see you've returned. Chadwick, we can discuss things at length once you've seen this business through, of course. But um, we're both aware that your priorities um, and your responsibilities should be this. Then we can uh, have a lengthy discussion. I'm sure we both have things to say. That's real cute, Dad, but we're going to have a discussion right now. As well, um, boy, I don't have time for idle chatter or for uh, emotional catch-ups. I am attempting to find my grandson for your mother, and um, if you are going to be useful in that endeavor, I can help assist you in any way you see necessary. But I don't have time for unnecessary distractions at this point. Okay, I don't think it'll be unnecessary distractions, but we do need to have a little, you know, talk. Because, you know, I do need some information that you might have. I don't know what you know. You know, I don't know a lot of things. You didn't tell me that I could come back here. You didn't tell me that you and mom were what that you were taking care of my kid. I didn't know anything about 
Liam. I didn't know that he was a he. I didn't know his name. You kept all of that from me. Yes, well... I need some information, and I need to know what you know. Well, what we do know is that roughly seven months ago, when the sky was rended open, a few days after that, the uh, young lady and your son were um, absconded with from my house. Um, Since then, we have, of course, increased security. But unfortunately, we have exhausted most of our leads. Of course, they left that note that I'm sure Udegold filled you in on. Um, We very early on identified the group as Crim Sorcery, but have no leads as to how to track down that group. I have, of course, posted a bounty, posted a reward for information, um, and have sent out multiple adventuring parties to follow up on any leads, all of which have turned up with nary a trace. Uh, we did get close once, but it seems they were alerted up ahead of time and um, were able to move. It is my hope now that you have uh, resurfaced and joined the world that uh, maybe it's you that they're after and um, you can see a resolution here. Is there a chair? Is there like a chair sitting like kind of opposite him of the fireplace that he's sitting at? Yes. Okay. I'm going to walk over to there. Before I sit down, I'm going to pull out my dagger and start like cleaning my nails with it. While okay. I'm sitting. I'm just going to say to Reese and uh, Payless, like, and is this awkward for you all? Why? <laughs> <laughs> Good answer. Can I also roll an insight check to, or I guess, is it the right roll if I want to check to make sure that he is telling, uh, that I think he's telling me everything yeah, that he you can, knows? Insight's good. A 23? 23. Everything he said has been true. He also um, may have been downplaying his emotional investment in this. He's trying to put on a very business, a very cerebral outer shell. But with a 23, you can see that... um, He's tearing up. He actually does seem to care for his grandchild, possibly in spite of himself. Um, oh, he said, was it Grim or Crim Sorcery? Crim Sorcery. C-R-I-M? Yep. Okay, and would I know what that is? If you remember, the note that was left uh-huh. did have C-S on it. So it wasn't Colonel Sanders? No. Um, roll a history. Well, there go all my, I just need to go to my room and start tearing down all my leads. <laughs> It's not great. It's an yeah. I got a nine. A nine. You don't know much about crim sorcery, but you do remember a recent execution of a member of a group by that name, Marindethus. 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 Yeah. Yes. Um, I don't know why I know that. Because it's an awesome name. Yes. Yes. You do remember him. Um, the whisperings being that uh, he was a member of Crim Sorcery. So I'll probably look at my dad. Yeah, with that roll, you do see he's clenching his pen a little bit harder. He's got the white knuckles. His posture is a little bit more rigid than a man who is comfortable and handling everything with a disinterested um disengaged manner would so i'll probably just i'll look at him and i'll pause for a second and i can tell that liam meant more to you than you're telling me and that's a good thing because i believe what you're saying i wish that i had that opportunity to know liam and so thanks for taking that away from me and for keeping me from him for so long but i'm going to do everything i can to find that kid because even though i've never met him he means 
so much more to me than I could have ever imagined. He's been this, this thing that I've not really known about and I haven't let myself think about for so long. Now I know even a little bit about him. So you know that I won't stop till I find him. But you and I have a long talk. Long talk after that. He uh, holds eye contact with you for a little bit and uh, just nods once. If you can think of anything, uh, you know money is no object. Do you think there's anything that could help that you know that you could buy for us? I mean, I assume you would have already exhausted those options he, yeah. before you got me, but you know. He sighs and he says, I am loath to admit, but I may not have the social or political connections necessary to track down such a group intent on hiding. There are, are certain entrees money cannot buy. One more thing, and actually, Duda Gold, you might know something about this too. Yeah, anything. Okay. I don't really know how it happened. I think it came from Doll. There, I had this vision of some, I guess you'd call it music, but it was this loud thumping sound. Um, you know, kind of like what we'd hear at, at the club. Yeah. Gold. Big, big towering, like a, you know, big towers, towering structures. I know, I don't know where this place is. It's a place, it's important, and it's not human made structures. Does any of that make any sense? Yeah. Well, uh, you know, uh, club music is primarily made by gnomes. Uh, but, but you know, <laughs> you, you like that? You like that obvious statement? I've never been to their capital. A lot of people don't go to where the gnomes live. It's just like a little inconvenient because they're so short, um, and they don't really uh, court tourism. But uh, could be something to do with the gnomes. Your father is uh, shaking his head along with it, and he goes, Yes, uh, very little that the gnomes do is uh, known outside of their capital. They are, as you all know, the most closed off of the races. Which one of theirs is? Is that Kearney? Hyder is their capital. He goes, uh... You know, unless you're going there to compete in one of the slaughters, you're probably not going there. And even those are uh, sent out through a network so that uh, you don't have to be there to watch them. I've never been there, but uh, if Udigold thinks it's uh, got something to do with the gnomes, it's the one lead I was talking about that we got close on was... Um, was a uh, gnomish family. What was what was their name? Well, we had tracked them down to uh, the Bee Stinger residence, but um, you don't know who the Bee Stingers are. They they're a nobody family. They they weren't even a residence. It looked like they hadn't been in their house. Uh, their house is in uh, Hewitt, so not at the capital. But we had heard that maybe there was a crime sorcery uh, hideout there. And we think we found, you know, signs of recent habitation. But we couldn't find out where they had gone from there. But we think they were there at one point in time. Sorry, I'm looking at my map just to try to, like, find places. It is at the very bottom. Hider is... um, the big island a little bit above it. Right. Very close to Armorsmith Landing. <laughs> Is it close to Hay where Reese used to live? 
Yeah. Yeah. I don't have the map in front of me, but I know it's down south. Hayes, Hayes, one of the islands as well. Hay and Hewitt would be similar types of cities. Okay. You probably didn't go to Hyder. They they have not built a tall person accessible city as the other races um, have tried to do. Jerks. So their city of the ca- of the racial capitals, it's the most isolated. So then uh, I'll ask my dad, uh, do we have any connections in Hyder? Um, like anybody I could reach out to there that would help make things easier. That is where your old mentor is currently residing. He did go back to his ancestral city uh, once you parted ways, apparently. And he's been lying forever. Yes, well, be that as it may, um, he is there, um, as is his sister, his entire family, of course, um... His name is Yenward Mongothspeard. You've also probably met his sister, Fatra. Okay. But you would remember she's always been weak of constitution, so she's not really traveled. Her brother was the explorer of the pair. All right. Well, it looks like I'm just doing the grand tour of people I don't want to talk to. (laughs) (laughs) This is awesome. Other party members, I will remind you that um, the Gilded Guild is located in this city. Which one was that again? Uh, Round Earth Truthers told us to go there. Mary had mentioned that uh, he was he ha- was a member of a group that you may be trying to find or gain entry into. So are we still sitting in front of Chadwick's dad? I'm assuming you guys are all just like hanging out at the door. Yeah, that's where just I would as be. Random spectators. But I mean, like, I wouldn't talk to or Reese wouldn't talk about this in front of Chadwick's dad. Yeah, because he promised Mary he wouldn't tell anybody. You guys are still in the study. So before we leave the room, I will look at my dad and say, "We could probably use some potions of sorts." If you can procure them for us. Yes, of course. Um, I can send um, out for supplies for your trip. Um, see what the merchants have on hand. We could have stronger whipped up for you, but I'm assuming you want to leave before they would be ready. Yeah, I mean, I'd like to get going, get, get going as soon as possible. Today, if I could do it. Yeah, I. it may take a few hours to gather up some supplies for you. Um, as what we had on hand in the house was already um, distributed to the previous adventurers I had hired. Um, but you know Deckel well enough to know he um, is able to work some sorts of miracles. I'm sure in um, a couple of hours he can pull together uh, reasonable supplies for you. That'd be awesome. One last thing. Yeah, as you're talking, he gets up, he goes to his desk, he opens a an ornate notebook, dips his quill into ink, uh, and starts writing. Okay. Uh, he gestures for you to continue talking. This doesn't necessarily have to do with finding liam but um how's mom she doesn't look quite the same yes well uh your mother's doing well all things considered but years of um people talking and i'll own to a little bit of um discord between the two of us has has worn on her nerves somewhat but the the abduction of course has uh frayed her nerves past what they could handle at the time uh, she'll be fine 
she just um, needs to take a little bit of time for herself, but doesn't want to go out to the country while Liam is missing. So she's coping as best as she can. Hopefully you're able to resolve the issue and she can truly mend. Well, you know, maybe when I come back, she won't, you know, need her um, medicine anymore. Yes, uh, well, the medicine, um, while it affects her, does uh, allow her rest, allow her to sleep. You may have noticed she's lost weight. She doesn't get sun. She, uh, the, the medicine allows her to take care of herself where the nervous disposition would be stealing, uh, life from her, obviously. Well, tell her to go out in the back garden, get some sun, get some light. I promise you it's very healing. Yes, well, uh, she, she does worry that she too will be abducted does not like to leave the floor very often. But thank you for your concern. Uh, hopefully, if this gets resolved, she will be able to uh, rebound with the love of her family. And I know this last thing I said was the last thing, but this is really the last thing. And I'll like get up and I'll be at the door and um, I'll look him square. I'll just look him just dead in the eyes and be like, do you regret it? We'll talk after it's your It's a return. yes or no. It's a yes or no question. That's all I want to know. He's uh, no longer looking at you. He's closed the notebook um, and he's gone back to his seat with his ledger. Great talk, Dad. I'll close the door. Awkward. I think at this point I would tell Udegold to stay. I'll be like, you could stay here. We've got this handled. And then um, probably... He you on your shoulder and he goes... I'll, uh, I'll see what I can do about your mom. Yeah. I don't really think that needs to be around Liam, but... She was she was doing fine. It's just been the past couple of months that, uh... Well, you know. No, I know. But, you know, she also needs to, you know, be present in the moment. Well, the... The moment kind of sucks, dude, so... Uh... <laughs> oh, yes, it, how long has it sucked for you all? Just for just for four months, seven months, something? Hmm. <sighs> how about years? How about seven years? I don't know. But it's fine. I'm not here to squabble. Just try to help her. Get her, yeah. get her outside. Get her outside, I promise. Or get her in the sun. Some vitamin D. Get her in the light. I promise. I promise. The cleric of light says that light is the medicine. (laughs) It's the cure-all. I promise it'll help. It'll just clear everything up. And then um, I'll leave him. But then I'll uh, I'll take the four of them and be like, uh, let's, I guess, head outside and we can talk about some stuff. Yeah, sure. I am trying to give all of the new NPCs a little bit more description so that we don't run into a situation like what we have with Tad, where <laughs> you guys love Tad, and I don't know if we've ever really described Tad. Well, it's it's doesn't, yeah. we also don't have to know what they look like to like their personality, or yeah. it's just like, for whatever reason, we did gravitate towards Tad yeah. and we just were like, oh, Remy, because they were just kind of like night and day with each other. With all of the people I am introducing in this quest, I want to make sure that they're not just new person number one. <laughs> like Leoror Mistletoe. Yeah, like Leoror Mistletoe or the lady who had a lynx. Like, right. <laughs> <laughs> this is just so it's going to be easier for you to draw later. Yeah. Yes, that's all this is for, is Terrible Art Thursday. (laughs) 
Leoror Mistletoe has absolutely nothing to do with your guys' life. This is Chad's parents and his right. butler. Uh, yeah, yeah. And each room in his house. <laughs> <laughs> and outside. 